your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche Yes, it is still early in the season, but uh, that does not make what happened uh, to the Avalanche in Washington any better. So we will get to all of it. uh, And thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. Uh, First things first, follow the show on social media outlets, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Lockdown Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, go to LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com. And check out the show's YouTube channel over on YouTube. Just search for Lockdown Avalanche. Hit the subscribe button and uh, get notified when a new episode goes live. So, yeah, uh, I, I tried to get a show in after the game was over. Family was not cooperating which means the kids would not go to bed on time. So uh, I, I tried and tried and tried. And at some point, it's just throw your hands up and say, it's not going to happen tonight. So, but it might have been good because I think my reaction right after the game compared to now might have been completely different in that I've calmed down a little bit. And, you know, look, like, yes, is this still early in the season? Of course it is. It's only the Avs' third game. It's their first road game. There, there's so much going on with this team, uh, with injuries, with COVID. Uh, you know, although Nathan McKinnon did come back, but man, that is not what you want to see in a team that is supposed to be, you know, the the favorite. You are going to have duds throughout the season. I get it. You know, there's going to be a game in in January or well, not February because they're <clears throat> off most of February in March where something like this is going to happen. It gets blown up a lot more when it happens the third game of the season. And you, I hate to use the excuse that's the third game of the season because it was either the second or third or fourth game for the Capitals, and they looked pretty good for I think it was their fourth game you know so it, it, it works on both sides and one team can't use that excuse while the other team can use it. it doesn't work that way you know these guys are professionals is there some rust that they have to knock off yes but that doesn't mean the avalanche should have played the way that they did they were not in this game from the beginning and it if you watch a lot of avalanche games like I do you know this team is built on speed they had none of it, and and it was just this the lackluster performance. They didn't seem inspired. They didn't seem like they really wanted to go after this thing. I don't know why. Uh, I, I wish I had an answer, but you would think this early in the season, you would be be up and and going full bore. Yeah, you're going to come out on the, on the bad side of a game every once in a while, clearly. But that was a a butt whooping from the beginning to the end. Sure, the Avs had a two to two tie, but it was one of those games where you were like, 
they're going to have to work their butts off to to pull this out. And what was I saying about game two? During that game, I thought they looked good. They, they were losing, but they were playing well. They were getting pressure. They were getting good looks. They were getting good chances. None of that happened. None of it. We'll get to the stats, which I'm sure you've seen. Ugly. Very, very ugly. And things that you may never see again when it comes to a Colorado Avalanche team in terms of, uh, you know, if you haven't seen the plus minus for that game yet, brutal. Brutal for the, the best players on our team collectively. I don't, you know, we talk about bet online a lot here and uh, prop bets and stuff like that. I'm willing to bet that for the rest of the season, the abs don't have a plus minus like they did. So we'll, we'll get to the stats, like I said, a little bit later. But I think the thing that surprised me is how they came out so flat, knowing that Nathan McKinnon is back. It, it was a, a last kind of like a last minute thing. He got word the night before that he had a negative test, jumped on a plane, flew to Washington, took another test in the morning, was negative, and he's on the ice. That alone should have been enough for players to be like, all right, let's go after this thing. And how much does it, you know, I don't know what's going through Gabe Landeskog's mind right now, but he's got a feeling like he, he's got to be feeling like he, he kind of let this team down a little bit. Because they could have used him yesterday. They absolutely could have used him. So the, from, from a fan perspective, if you're on social media, it's like I am, the, the excitement that Nathan McKinnon was back could not be measured. And on the ice, you could measure it. it. It was almost non-existent. And even watching him skate around, he didn't. there was a couple times where it looked like he was going to have a breakaway and it broke down a little bit. But just watching him, he was kind of a, a watcher all game. They all were. His defense was atrocious. Again, I am okay with things taking time and, and, and getting your cohesion together. I get all that. That was horrible. Hor there was not a defensive player that I can say looked good, including Kale McCarr. And I'm willing to give him a little bit of a pass because, yeah, he's had no preseason time. So he's going to need, you know, he, he's getting the kinks out in real time, in game time, which is not what you want. But, man, Washington defenders slicing and dicing their way through an avalanche defense, which is supposed to be one of the best in the league. And, you know, by the end of the year, I have every confidence that it will be one of the best in the league. But last night, it was, or two nights ago now, it was brutally, brutally, and painfully bad. You, you were worried every time Washington got ahead of steam that they were going to find a way to get past the Avalanche defense. And most of the time, they did. I don't put a lot of this on Kemper. It 40 shots against him. Remember last year when the Avalanche had that run of games of when they had 20, it was less than 20 shots on goal per game? It's kind of what we were saying this year. If the Avalanche can do that, Kemper is solid. 
you can't expect him to do much when he's not only getting 40 shots thrown at him, but looks that an NHL player will eat up. And the one thing I was hanging my hat on was, well, at least we shut out Alex Ovechkin. And then that didn't happen. He shot a 150-foot wide-open net, empty netter at the end. Just the icing on the cake for them. Your best player continues his assault towards the Gretzky number. Uh, Does this give me concern? No, it it honestly doesn't. The Avalanche, I, I fully believe, will be just fine this year. It's just a little disheartening that this was how they played this early in the season. It is not going to be picture perfect. It's not going to be pretty. You're going to see, you know, passes that aren't on the tape. You're going to see some lapses in, in defense every once in a while. You're going to see that this stage in the season. But for it to be for over the entirety of a game baffles me. It baffles me that this team has this much talent and they laid an egg like from beginning to end. Again, you're going to have a bad shift. Many of them have a bad period. But look what the Avalanche did the other day. For the first, well, the first game of the season, they came out flying. That's the first game of the year. And look what they did against Chicago. Three goals in 10 minutes. And then the second game of the year, you have a decimated team, kind of. Uh, it took a little while to get going. Second half of the second period, straight on through to the end, played a much better game. So from this one, you know, after the first period didn't look so well, I was like, all right, well, this is kind of like the MO of the abs. They they kind of get their their feet wet, they take a lay of the land, and then as the game goes on, they get better. I was expecting them to come out in the second and and really start to not run over Washington, but you know, put up a fight. And they kind of did. I mean, they got back to two to two. But it was just so short-lived. It doesn't get easier for this road trip. And we'll, we'll talk about more. But right now we're going to talk about betonline.ag. And we are back and better than ever with a new website interface for the start of the basketball season. More prop bets, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action for this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website. Sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use that promo code Locked On to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Where the game starts, betonline.ag. All right. Uh, so, yeah, the, the, that's game one. Maybe this is a good thing for the Avalanche. I'm a silver lining guy. Try to find something good in everything. And while you can't, well, you can take a few good things out of there in terms of individual players. But uh, overall, you can't really take much out of that game which as a whole could be a good thing. Maybe it's good that the Avalanche played a game like this poorly 
over the duration of a game for them to really kind of like look in the mirror and say, it's not going to be handed to us this year. And I'm not saying that they felt that way when this season started, but right off the bat to play a game like that might be an early wake up call and maybe the wake up call that this team needs because you're going up against Florida who, by the way, if you follow me or the the Locked On Network on uh, Twitter, we, we've come out with power rankings every week. Well, we're starting to. This is the second week we've done it. And Florida is now the new number one. Took the spot from Tampa. So, yeah, it's not getting easier. Which, oh, by the way, that's who you have after Florida is Tampa. Um, but maybe, yeah, maybe this is a good thing. Because it, it's going to force this team to uh, focus a little bit. It's going to force them to work those kinks out earlier. Because, like, Tampa is going to get everybody's A game because they're the defending champs two times over. And people want to beat them. Uh, they want to beat the defending champs, and they want to beat the team that a lot of people are saying is a favorite this year. So you're going to get your best every single game. So, what do we got? Um, we'll get into the stats here. They are bad. Um, if you haven't heard the plus minus, if you follow me on Twitter or anybody else on Twitter, uh, you know that it was it was ugly. You got Nathan McKinnon at minus five, Miko Rantanen at minus five, Kale McCarr at minus five. Your top three guys on this roster right now at minus fifteen. Add a Burkowski at minus four. Add a Sam Gerard at minus three. Add a Nazem Kadri at minus two. Darren Helm, plus two. He played well. That line played very well with, uh, it, you know, Tyson Jost is continuing to play well. He's continuing from what he kind of finished last season. In terms of his play, um, I thought I thought he he played a, a very good game. Didn't have anything to show for it, you know. In terms of the plus minus, as we're talking about, it was minus one, but uh, he had some pretty good opportunities. Overall, I thought he he continues to play a very smart game. Um, and Logan O'Connor is. I really wish they'd start giving this guy some more ice time. Just shy of thirteen minutes on the ice, but he is a speed demon. And he can make things happen on the ice. <clears throat> really, really like what Logan O'Connor is doing. Um, we talked about Martin Kaut, how he was brought up again. What could he do with it? Kind of didn't do too much. A lot of these guys I felt were invisible. Uh, you didn't hear too much of Kaut. I thought Ranta played a good game. Ranta played a good game in, in the fact that he was all over the place. You know, he, he was putting in the effort. He was, you know, he, he's not afraid to go in the corners and up against the boards. It seemed like wherever the puck was, Ranta was in pursuit of it. So I liked his, the, you know, the compete level that we talked about all the time. I liked that. Maltsev, didn't see much of him. The JT Confer goal was huge. He, the abs just, like I said, been talking about it. They came out flat, looked like junk. And he got, JT Confer got a shorthanded goal. Like, if anything can invigorate a team, it is a shorthanded goal. Because clearly, you don't get a lot of those during the course of the season. 
So the fact that he had one, it came at a perfect time for the abs. Nothing was going right. You're on the penalty kill. A very hard-fought uh, run to the puck for him, and he did a great job of, of blocking the defender and put home a great – that was a great goal by JT Confer. And when it happened, I, I let out a sigh like, oh, that'll get these guys going. Because it does. Like, you know, shorthanded goals are, are huge for a team. It can rally behind that. Just might get the juices flowing. And then it just didn't. Nothing was there. Um, Kadri, again, a minus two for him. That that embellishment call was was junk. <laughs> that I, I don't know how. I don't know how you call an embellishment on someone who clearly gets tripped. Do, do you do you flail your arms up in the air? I mean, that's the only thing you can do for an embellishment when you're getting tripped. Um, and God, Nazem Kadri is not one to embellish. But trust me, I'm not saying that call made or break this game. This game was going the route it went anyway. Oof. Uh, and and let's talk about the defense. I think that is the the glaring issue right now for the Colorado Avalanche. So let's hear from Rock Auto and then kind of talk defense. So with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts in their computer, choosing only the brands that their warehouse happens to carry? You have a computer and access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. It's a family-run business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. The prices are reliably low for everybody, and you can go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us section so they know that we sent you to them. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. So um, defense, <laughs> are, are we are, are we saying we just need Devon Taves back? Uh, clearly that will help, but he's not the savior. And especially, you know, he hasn't, he's been practicing, but he hasn't been hitting. So it's going to take him a few games to get, get going, much like we're seeing with Kale McCarr. So don't expect Devon Taves to show up and then solve all the defense's problems. The defense just has to play better. I mean, again, how, how much is, is the is the Curtis McDermott experiment over? And I hesitate to say that because I can't say it's early in the year and we have to give time to some guys like, like we're giving Kale McCarr, you know, some leeway because we know what he is. We know what he can be. We know he hasn't had any preseason practice, uh, you know, preseason games under his belt. I don't think any of us is worrying about Kale McCarr. We are really, I know a lot of people have already thrown the towel in for Curtis McDermott. I was willing to back this guy because I love his size uh, and what he can, can do physically for the abs. But if you're a liability like that, good Lord. Uh, you know, and he, he's, it's not exclusive to him. Like I said, every ab defender played poorly. 
but it just is glaring with him. Why does he not want to hit anybody? I don't know if I have that in front of me. He had no hits. As a matter of fact, your your defense, Bowen Byram had four, who I thought he played a, a good game. He had an assist. You have to love Bowen Byram. He he was like Ranta, in my opinion. Like he was everywhere. And he was trying to push the issue. There's so many times where he had zone entries and he's like, and, and he's the only one. He was coming from the defensive end, going through the neutral zone into the offensive zone for the avalanche. And then he's looking around and nobody's with him. So your only hits on the defensive end, Bowen Byron with four, Ryan Murray with one. Other than that, nothing. Nothing. You had 15 hits on the game, and the Capitals had 20. But they don't need to hit you. They're they're winning. They're not going to play. They're going to play a defensive game where they're going to sit back, not go after you, and 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 give you a hit that maybe will give them a penalty. And they still out hit you. Uh, it it needs it needs to get again. I think the Avalanche will be fine long term. This is a long season. You have to get through these early season struggles. But normally you can you can hang your hat on something and say, well, this was good. This, this is the, the stepping stone. You can work on this for the next game. What is there for and that performance? Just going off that one game, what is there where you're like, there's some progress here? You, it feels like we are starting at ground zero when it comes to this defense right now. And and again, this goes back to maybe this is a good thing because this defense knows that they can play a million times better than what they showed. And they're going to have to against a really good Florida team. They're not struggling to get out of the gate. I believe they're, they're undefeated. I don't know if they played or if they're playing as I'm recording this. I'll look it up really quick, but they're not struggling. Yeah, I know we have our, our issues again with, with COVID and all that stuff, but yeah, let me see real quick. Florida, no. Uh, scores. Nope, they're not playing tonight. So uh and they won they they beat they beat Tampa Bay four to one. The, things just need to change for the Avs. At least show us that it's trending in the right direction of things are getting better. They're not panicking. I hope it doesn't sound like I'm not panicking. I'm just upset that they, they didn't play better for that game. I'd be acting like this if the, if it was a game in January. Yeah, it would have sucked that you lost. But you would think, I mean, wouldn't you? Don't We're up. We're ready for games. We, like for a fan, we've been psyched about the season to start. If you're a player, you're psyched times 10. So that's just my issue is not that I feel like this team is, is going to be a long season. They're not going to be like, I'm, there's some people that are calling for Bednar to get fired. Like, just stop with that stuff. It is early in the season. The team does need to get going. You have the Landeskog suspension. You've had Nathan McKinnon. Like, this team's gone through a lot early in the season. Get all that. But still, the guys that are replacing those guys are guys that want to make a name for themselves. They want to carve a name for themselves and play on this team long-term. And even a lot of those guys didn't show up. And because of all that, it's just upsetting that they couldn't put together at least some sort of effort. 
if the effort was there. Like the other day, the other day, I felt okay. The Abs lost a hard-fought game to St. Louis, fought their way back. You know, you got the kick by Tyson Jost, but I that that was an that was a good loss. It was a good loss because they they fought their butts off. That team didn't show up. Did not show up at all against Washington. That's the disappointing part. Fight like hell, and if you lose, you can say you fought like hell. So uh, we do get Landeskog back. So now you have your, your top line playing for the first time. And again, if if you know you, if you're gonna lose a game, just go down swinging. <laughs> I'm just throwing the towel. So I think you're gonna get a much much better performance by the Avs because that's what th- this team is made to compete, and they don't just sit around. When they play a game like that, you are going to see. You better see. I think you're going to see a much different start to this game. Because this is like Bednar doesn't stand for this stuff. Nathan McKinnon doesn't stand for this stuff. They are, I can guarantee, are not happy about that performance. So put it behind you. Make sure you don't have another one for a very long time. And this is the good thing you have one day off and you can get right back at it. It's not like football where you get one game a week and you have to stew on it for, for so long. You can stew on it for a day, get right back out there and prove that that was just. A fluke game. That's not how we play, and and show the real Avalanche, which I think they will do. I think they will do. I think there's enough guys on this team that know the importance of, of every game, um, and then it's not going to be handed to them. So that will be it for today, everybody. We'll be back uh, tomorrow after uh, record after the game and uh, see if the ads can can. I don't want to say turn it around like they need to turn their season around. You know what I mean? If you've listened this far, you know it's just a bad performance for one game. Let it be that. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk about it. So I don't think – normally I have Kyle with me on Fridays, but he's not going to be here for this week. Um, Should be back for next week. So it'll be uh, just me for Friday, which is is fine. As long as it's a win, it'll be fine. Going to the weekend, feeling good. So that will be it for today, everybody. Thank you for tuning in today and each and every day and making this your first listen of the day. Go check out Locked On NHL, where you can hear uh, Adam Denker and I breaking down the power rankings for this week. Where did the avalanche land? Have to tune into that to find out. So, um, yeah, it's always appreciated. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you guys tomorrow, hopefully talking about a Colorado avalanche victory. Go, Abs, go!